Welcome to Feel Good Friday Q and A. Yeah, episode two. Yeah, episode I would say uh, I would say people enjoyed this. We got a lot more questions this week. I think I enjoy it more than they do. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was it a lot is. of fun. It's a good time because it brings back so many things. It makes me go back a little bit and start to think about this, you know those situations that I that I was in and how I lived those situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a lot more questions this week, so obviously we're not going to be able to hit them all. We narrowed it down to our favorite few. I would say 98% of the questions are football-related. Yeah, it's fine. Do we want to rip off the Band-Aid and tell the people the truth? What's the truth? That you haven't watched a football game in about six <laughs> years? <laughs> That's a lie. I worked at ESPN two years, two and a half years ago, so of course Honestly, I Honestly, though, it. since you left ESPN... I, not as many. Yeah. Look, there were a time. There was a time where I had to watch every single game on a Sunday, and then Monday the you know Sunday games, Monday night game, Thursday night games. I had to watch them all because you never knew what questions you were going to get. Right. Specifically when we when we were doing radio and you to get social media questions from a Jets fan, and they were two and twelve, mm-hmm. and someone had a question about. The you left know, guard a, a practice squad, on a, a practice squad <laughs> player who moved up and <laughs> was activated on the special teams. Uh, I mean, that, you had to answer those questions, uh, that man. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. But since you <laughs> left ESPN, I would say, uh, yeah, you're you're not. No, I'm not. Look, because you did 14 years of watching every game. You yeah. played 13 years. I, I would imagine you're pretty sick of football. At this uh, point. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm sick of football, but I would say, you know, of course, my allegiance is with the Cowboys. So I'm watching that game. Right. But then I'm always I'll, I'll tune in to the big games of the week. If, if mm. there's there's something that, that's there. I love college football. I love mm. I still love college football. I have always loved college football more so than the NFL. Really? But yeah, so I'm. I'm not as beholden to the TV as I have been in the past on Saturdays and Sundays. And, you know, even through the Cowboy games, I'll go outside and barbecue. Yeah. Get on my Traeger. Yeah. There you go. Barbecue a little bit. Yeah. So keep asking your football questions, but there's a good chance Darren doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about when he answers those. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're historical questions. All right. Question one. This is from James Harris. He asks, what was your favorite stadium to play in and why? The old RFK Stadium. What is that? The old R is where DC. The old Redskins. They uh, called them okay. the Redskins yeah, back then. Not that, the Washington. Don't, yeah, don't, don't not, say that. Not the Washington football team. But I don't want to get censored. In DC, the old RFK Stadium was on top of you, and the fans were rowdy. Of course, that was our big rival back then. And in '92, when I first came in the league, in '91, the Redskins had won the Super Bowl, uh, and the rivalry had spanned for you know since the early '70s. Whatnot, and Joe Gibbs was the coach, and uh, both teams were stacked, you know, through a lot of part of the early 90s. And that stadium was alive, man. Grass Stadium, which I always love, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt like the fans are right there on top of you. Uh, fast track, um, but just physical football games, man, and especially, specifically when we were under the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Night games. Night Prime games. Time. Yes. Yeah. You could play anywhere, though, in primetime. It'd be pretty cool, I bet. Yeah, it'd be cool. And back in my old stadium at Arizona State, Sun Devil Stadium, fast track. Yeah. You know, everything that, that had grass, I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Nice grass. Yeah. Can't beat it. All right. David Gonzalez asks, do you think flag football will help develop skills for younger kids, or do you think they should start tackle football as early as possible? That, David, that is a great question and something I'm, you know, 
there was a time where I was torn on that. I started playing football when I was seven, tackle football when I was seven years old. Jeez. And I, I honestly, I felt like, you know, I was just so passionate about the game. I loved it. Um, I had two older brothers that played, so I just – I couldn't wait to – matter of fact, I was so small at seven years old. I wasn't supposed to play because I didn't weigh enough. They, my uncle would put weights in my pants to make the weigh-ins. <laughs> that's how I was in – that's how much I wanted to play. But, look, in, in saying that, look, kids today can play flag football because that's an option. Mm-hmm. And I also think it gives them that opportunity to actually learn the game – without thinking about the physical nature of it. Right. Get to understand, if you're a wide receiver, get to understand what route combinations are. Uh, if you're a quarterback, understanding what cover one is and cover two and cover three is and how to attack the defenses and where the weaknesses are. I'm a big fan of flag football at an early age. And as the kids get older, then let them decide yeah. if they want to play tackle because at the age of seven and eight – I mean, I was so young when I was playing, and I watched my kids play um, at that eight, nine, ten year, and and it was like you know they didn't know how to tackle, they didn't know how to put their head in the right place. You couldn't really teach them the right way to tackle because they were so young and 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 they weren't strong enough to do a lot of the things that uh, you wish they could. But I just felt always felt like, look, why not just wait? Because yeah. there's a lot of guys I played in the pros in the NFL with that didn't play until they were in high school. Yeah. So what's the hurry? Right. Yeah, no, I, I played with some guys that ended up making – one guy played like two years of college. That was it. Yeah. That was all he ever played. He ended up getting drafted in the fourth round. So happens. if you're a great athlete, yeah, you don't have to start at you seven. You get skills, man, yeah. playing flag football, right. playing basketball, play all the sports and right. have a good time. Absolutely. Uh, David B. Smith says, what was your biggest influence on making this the decision to go Prop 48 over playing Juco ball after you left Maryville? Don Bakke, who was the recruiting coordinator at Arizona State, convinced me that I could make, the ch- I could make that transition, even though my grades weren't, were bad, I, that I was smart enough to make the transition to Arizona State. Uh, gave me an understanding of what sitting out that year was going to be like, which was a lot of humility. But he, gave me a t- he, he painted this picture of, hey, you need to go through this. Mm-hmm. You've never missed a season since you were seven years old. You need to go through this and understand how much you're going to miss it. Yeah. So Don Bakke played a huge role. And, and deep down inside, I always knew I was smart enough to, to make the transition. I didn't have to play that year at, at, at a JUCO. Mm-hmm. I knew Arizona State was the right spot for me. I knew Don, but they had the resources. And, and Coach Bakke back at that time uh, just had a game plan. And I stuck to the game plan. Were there any other – I mean, were there JUCOs that you were seriously considering? Oh, there was considering? a ton. There were every JUCO you known to man. Yeah. Uh, Glendale Community College, Mesa Community College. There was a lot of them that were knocking down the doors. It was just, yeah. you know, the game plan was there and set for me at Arizona State. Gotcha. Art Sanders says, how do players like yourself stay, stay grounded and not conform to many temptations you guys incur? What advice do you give to rookies? Or what oh, do you man. Give to rookies? Yeah, Art, look, you are who you are. If you're, if you're a guy that, uh, you know, money just compounds, the, the, you know, who you basically are. But if you've if you're, you got some humility growing up and you're just a normal guy and you just happen to play a sport, that's who you're going to be. If you're a guy who has an ego, it doesn't matter what, you know, who you are. If you're, you know, if you're in a commercial real estate game, if you're a doctor, if you're, uh, if you're a football player, if you have an ego, it's going to show. Regardless, so it doesn't matter if it's just a sport. 
But I would say most of the guys in the NFL or the guys that I've been around that are grounded have a really good support system behind them. Strong family influence, um, not running with an entourage who's always lifting them up, patting them on the ass and say, oh, you're the best. Yeah. You know, my friends are similar to you, Ben. Talk a lot of crap to me and tell me when I'm you know, full of crap. Crap. Yeah. Since when did you censor yourself? I'm just, hey, I censored <laughs> myself. My kids have been listening to this, so I got I to gotta wash my mouth. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, you, 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 I always felt like the guys, the, the people that I've been around in my career that just got it and understood it is because of their support system and how they were just normal people who knew they were just playing a game. Mm. And those are the guys that have made it. And, and that's what I tell those young rookies nowadays is like, don't run with an entourage. Know who your friends are. Know who your true yeah. friends are. Gotcha. And, and, and follow the path of the guys that are true pros. And I came in the league. Daryl Johnston was a pro. Uh, Tony Tobert was a pro. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. was a pro. James Washington, guys that understood, you know, but the game that it was just a game and that they played a game and, and they surround themselves with the right people. Those are the people I follow. There you go. Uh, Mike, sorry, Todd Edwardson says, my question is about player contracts. Great players say they're team players on the one hand, yet they squeeze every dollar from the owners on the other. Arguably this may cost the team wins. I'm all for players getting everything they can while they play. <laughs> but from an outsider's perspective, it seems hypocritical to do that and still claim to be a team player. Mm, man, what great, say you? Great, great <laughs> question. We can sit here for an hour and go through this, but I have to be quick here um, just for time. So, look, I, I've always looked at the NFL. It's, they always say it's not for long. The average year uh, lifespan for an NFL player is two and a half to three years. Uh, and then you're out. And normally you don't decide – when you leave, the league, the ownership, the GM tells you or escorts you to the door because it's <laughs> called cutting you. There is no loyalty on that side of right. the fence. None. So I've always looked at it as you know if the true professional knows that he's a commodity, understands it, and he only has a short window of time to maximize the business benefits uh, of whatever it is in that, in that time period. So I've been a firm believer that in that time as an athlete, you get what you get. You've earned it. And if they're willing to pay you, then you've earned that. Mm -hmm. But don't feel sorry for everyone else. And don't, think, don't look at it as if like, you're taking away from the team concept and everything. Because it's not. I mean, it is a team. But again, there's a business on the opposite side. that They will cut you at any time. Guaranteed contracts are just coming into fold. I play without guaranteed contracts. So they could cut you at any time mm -hmm. without you know, being hurt. So I, I've always looked at what's the difference of being in corporate America and making as much money as you possibly can. If you work with Facebook, but Google is recruiting you, do you stay at Facebook? Google's giving you more money. Or do you go on to Google? Because it's not just about you. It's about your family and life afterward, right? Yep. So what's the difference between corporate America and being a football or being an athlete? 
In corporate America, you're going to maximize it. You're going to try yeah. to make as much money as you possibly can in that window of time. Yeah. And that's what the NFL players, basketball players, baseball players are doing as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the devil's advocate would say the difference is there's a salary cap yeah. in, the, in the NFL. So you can't just pay anybody everything. So I'm supposed to be concerned about everybody yeah. else, right? Yeah, that's, that's the deal, yeah, why right? not? Is that, is, that, is that how it's supposed to be? When they don't really care about it? Right. <laughs> Look, right. I get it. I mean, you want, I want everybody to get paid. But you know, at the same time, like, this is a short window. Yeah. You know, we look at players like Tom Brady and we say, oh, he's playing 20 years. But on average, these guys aren't playing but two and a half, three years. Right. You just never know. I tear my ACL, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm a commodity. Yeah. So you got to maximize what's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fans have this fantasy that, you know, the guys are loyal and it's all about the team. and It is, man, when you're playing. Sort of. You're, yeah. No, no. Not I anymore. Mean, I don't think about – no, no. I don't, think, I don't think any of us really think about the loyalty factor, even when we're going through contract negotiation. That's why we always say within the locker room, when someone's going through a contract negotiation, you stay out of the mix. Mm-hmm. Because when you go through that contract negotiation, and this is, man, this is a great conversation. I wish we could keep going and going on this. But when you go through a contract renegotiation with the organization and you're sitting across from the GM, you know what they're telling you? They're telling you how bad of a player you actually are. Mm -hmm. They're scraping you down. They're trying to tear you down to say you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. And it's a sensitive time. It's a really sensitive time. And you're arguing back your value. I played uh, 98% of the snaps this year. I ran down on all the special teams. I, went, I played through 18 injuries this, this past season. And you know what they say? And? Yeah. And? Cutthroat. It's cutthroat, man. So you get what you can get. And all the players need to stand on the sideline and say, hey, man, cheer, cheer that mm-hmm. person on. You get what you can get. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good perspective because, again, if you aren't – if you don't know somebody that played yeah. or you're not super tied in, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't understand that perspective. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's good insight. Sweet, man. We did it. That it? That's it. Oh, man. That's it for this week. I got a little uh, – that one touched me a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah. he was, he was calling you out on that one. That's a topic we need to <laughs> – what was the name that – It was uh, – that came from Todd Edwardson. Todd. Great question, We Todd. need – that's a topic. Yep. That's a that's a podcast topic. Yeah, we'll we elaborate to on through. that for sure. Because I like to hear your your point of view, and I'd love mm-hmm. to hear Tyler's point of view as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I had a, I I'll tease it this way. I had a p- point of view very similar to Todd's. Since knowing you, my my viewpoint has changed. Yeah. Why is that? Because of the everything you just laid out there yeah. makes total sense to me. Yeah. Uh, thank you, James, David, David, Art, and Todd for those questions. Yeah. If we didn't get to yours again. We're going to keep doing these every single Friday. Keep submitting your questions. Darren enjoys it. it. I love it. I enjoy grilling them and seeing seeing them squeal a little bit. (laughs) Sweating over here. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend.